Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates, 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, the Broncos won yesterday, Big J. How does it feel to be a Broncos fan? And I say yesterday, and I mean Saturday. Oh, yeah, Saturday, yeah. Pretty good. Because they finally straight up dominated a football team. And it wasn't even close. George Halani was questionable coming into the game, but they ended up doing a really, really good job running the ball. He had a couple of touchdowns early, and that's all it took. And before you know it, the Broncos were rolling. Now, they did give up like a big play towards the end of things, but... Uh, you know what? All things considered, defense played well. It was one of those all facets of the game where we're looking really good. Yeah, well, and it's, you know, I think that's the eighth time now we've we've defeated Colorado State. Right. It's never, we've never lost to them, so. Yeah, I was going to say, the other thing is we you got to try not to overreact because when yeah. you're playing the Colorado State Rams, you're going to look good, I think, is one of those teams. that That's the way it's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. But they're back on it, and uh, they got another home game this weekend, and it's BYU time, Big J. They're trying to sell this as a rivalry. Do you feel that way as a Bronco fan that's a rivalry? Uh, well, it's been certainly a back and forth between the two teams. Sure, I and mean, they played each other, but the problem is they're like, this is the last game on the schedule with BYU forever. I mean, they don't have yeah. any other game scheduled, so you can't sell it to me as a rivalry if you're not planning on playing the team Here's anymore. the reason why I think that comes up, is because there are a lot of BYU, former BYU alumni here in the Treasure Valley. There's, of course, the uh, Latter-day Saints connection and that sort of thing, so you've got a lot of fans of the BYU team here in Boise. I think that's how it kind of gets but also BYU is one of the few teams in the nation that's had legitimate and consistent success on the blue yeah. as well. So I think fans take it personally and like, hey, listen, we got to beat BYU because they have our, they've eaten our lunch before and had come in here and yeah. done some stuff to us to make this not feel like a very good football team. So we take it personally, even though it is the last game on the schedule for the home and home they've been doing for the last several years, that's going to be it. For this particular team, at least going forward for a little while until they come up with another contract. So there's that. But the Broncos look very good on Saturday, so congratulations to them for picking up a win. Elsewhere in the football side of things, Big J, uh, the Bills beat the Packers last night on Sunday Night Football. But you know what? The Packers covered. What do you think about that? Good, if you're betting, I guess. I thought they were going to get, well, even early on in the game, I'm like, this is, I, I knew they were going to lose. There was no doubt in my mind. I mean, the Bills are just a better football team, period. But I really did think they were going to lose by two touchdowns, and it looked that way pretty early on. And then for yeah. some reason, uh, it took eight weeks and then to be down by 17 to start running the ball, and the Packers did that. So really what they did was take the ball out of Josh Allen's hand in the second half, and they were like, let's just get out of here. Because they also were getting banged up in the first half, and they're like, I think they just wanted the yeah. game to end, and so they were looking to run the clock as much as possible, and that's what ended up happening. But blah. Seahawks look good, Big J. How does that make you feel? Yeah, not great. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, listen, uh, at this point, coach of the year? Pete Carroll? Pete Carroll, yeah. Uh, it'll be tough I to mean, beat Nick Sirianni in Philadelphia would be my guess right now. Well, and then, you, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, listen, 
Geno Smith. Geno Smith? I mean, come on. Yeah, they look like they straight up so, robbed the Broncos in that trade deal. Yeah, yeah, that's well, that's the truth. But also, I mean, you know, the last year they were kind of on the ropes as well. A lot of injuries, and then you know they lose uh, some of their running backs, and the next thing you know, boom, this this guy they have now looks like a world beater. Vikings are 6-1 after their win against the Arizona Cardinals, who gifted them that one yesterday. Uh, Cowboys hung 49 on the Chicago Bears defense, which is not easy to do, but they did that, so I'm guessing people aren't calling for a quarterback controversy anymore, even though it was mostly running the ball. Cooper, Cooper. Falcons and Panthers uh, in a game of who wanted it less. Uh, The Falcons ended up winning in overtime 37-34 to take first place in that division. Uh, The Rams fell at home to the 49ers. Christian McCaffrey looked like a god in that game. And uh, the Titans and Derrick Henry speaking of gods had a 200 yard game and two touchdowns fourth consecutive game against the houston texans he's had over 200 yards and two touchdowns so he loves playing the texans dude period at the end also uh ended up going past eddie george for the most rushing touchdowns for the houston oilers slash houston texans franchise which is pretty impressive as well we have a monday night football game on the tv tonight if you'd like to watch it that is entirely up to you i do not make your schedule don't forget it's trick-or-treating tonight as well but it should be a uh, decent one. Plus, there's another World Series game tonight. Astros and Philadelphia Phillies. People are still seeing Black Adam at the theater, Big J. Another $27 million for the box office, which is pretty impressive heading into Halloween weekend. It's almost always some sort of horror movie you've never heard of that ends up being number one. But that was Pray for the Devil this weekend that only opened up at number three with $7 million. So uh, there were plenty of horror movies to choose from, but still Black Adam, uh, I guess, ended up doing pretty well. By the way, over uh, $250 million internationally for Black Adam. Yeah. So I think DC's pretty happy with that. Agree or disagree? Yeah, it seems like it should be more, though. They definitely wanted right? more, yes. There's no doubt. Like, they were hoping it would be closer to $350 million right yeah. now. And mostly, I mean, even though it's led the way, domestically it hasn't really done like they what they wanted it to do. And it just crossed $100 million thanks to the strong second weekend. So it took much, much longer than they wanted to to hit that $100 million mark. But uh, I think that they will say that it was a success. I don't know what the budget was. I know it took forever to get there. So I'm sure yeah. they threw a lot of money into it even before it even got into production. They- they so, get another week to, to make some money. Yeah, uh, and then that's about it, because then uh, Wakanda, uh, what forever. Wakanda Forever comes out and forget about it. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your first round of important stuff. That is Bush more than machines here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Happy Halloween to you, Big J. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, what are the plans for the family tonight? That's a great question. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough one because you know, we're obviously expecting trick or treaters to come to the house, mm-hmm. and uh, we've got uh, some good stuff for waiting for them. But uh, Lincoln, the dog boy, he loves to bark whenever the door uh, is. Uh, we open the door, and um, the wife's gonna be trying to work, so I don't know how that's gonna gonna work out. You haven't today. come up with a uh, with a plan yet. I don't know if I, I gotta sit in front of the house and like in a creepy creepy dude. <laughs> That'll be porch. fun. Uh, that'll be good. Are you handing out full candy bars? Yeah, we've got uh, we've got some candy bars and we've got some, uh, I think, slime. Uh, nice. Oh, for the kids. Yeah. That's good. You'd be very happy. I bought uh, some Mr. Good Bars uh, for the oh, children man. of the Treasure Valley that come around my house for this evening. But I also uh, wanted to let you know that if you are having kids uh, go out and trick-or-treating, count your lucky blessings because not everybody has that opportunity. In fact, uh, Wine and Dope, Minnesota, Michigan, Big J, uh, I know you haven't heard of it. It's a very small eastern town. But they have had to cancel their trick-or-treating event tonight. Oh, no. Because the town has been infested by cockroaches. 
So the city council over the weekend had to actually vote in favor of putting a stop to the Halloween festivities because they wanted to prevent the roaches from grabbing on the kids' costumes and prevent further roach migration, which they think that's what would happen if they allowed kids to go trick-or-treating. Now, according to the USA Today report, trick-or-treaters could stomp on and kill roaches, but their eggs would survive, and that would make things even worse because they're carrying them on their shoes from one point to another. Oh, my God. And then the roaches get worse, so they're like, we got to stop people from walking around the town because if they walk, they say it's inevitable. They're going to step on a few roaches. That's how many are in this town. They don't know how they got there or why. They just know they're freaking everywhere. Jeez. And so if you have a trick-or-treating event tonight, be thankful that your town isn't overrun by cockroach. That Make a movie out of that. You understand? Like, that's yeah. a horror movie that I would be like, oh, my God. Put that up with birds. and. Now, the city is trying to exterminate all the cockroaches, but they will say it's going to take some time and it ain't going to be ready by tonight. And so they're trying to figure out what to do as they move forward. But uh, maybe you take your kids like, to another city. Or you something. can see the plot of this movie is that the, the guy who owns the top pest control company releases cockroaches <laughs> on the city. It's so like a King of the Hill yeah. episode with Dale Gribble releasing, uh, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the bad, uh, you know, insects into Hank's lawn, killing the lawn on purpose so that he hires him to fix it. So, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's an it. interesting situation, but uh, one yeah. that we don't have to deal with here, thank goodness. But gross nonetheless. I don't get grossed out by a lot. Cockroaches give me the heebie-jeebies, man. I don't know what it is. Yeah, they're just so ugly looking and but weird. But, God, I, and, like, indestructible and, like, you know, they're everywhere. Their eggs will survive you squashing them. I mean, it's it just it, it gives me the it gives me the creeps. Not a lot of things do. Cockroaches definitely do. Gross. Morning After with Nick and Big J coming up in a few short minutes. We got your bearded badass for your Monday. It's on the way here on the x Rocks. <laughs> Presented by The Beardsmith on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and hey, if you need your beard trimmed or even you need a haircut, they can handle those sort of things at The Beardsmith. Check out TheBeardsmith.com. You can set up an appointment there for either one of the locations in Caldwell or Garden City. And they've got plenty of cool stuff uh, that uh, can help your your beard look nice and beautiful, like beard grease. All right, Nick, uh, I think it's fitting that today, of all scary and creepy days, you know, being Halloween, we induct a gentleman who's taken his multiple talents to some of the highest reaches in each of their respective medias. I'm talking about the one and only Robert Cummings, a.k.a. Mr. Rob Zombie. Rob's life in itself would make a pretty damn interesting movie, actually. Now, he might not think so, but that's one of the reasons why I love Rob Zombie so much. The man is pretty modest modest for having numerous platinum albums from both his solo career and his band, White Zombie. Rob went on, went on to high school in a small town in Massachusetts, but early on, his parents... See, they worked as uh, traveling carnies, Nick, and until a riot convinced his parents that maybe it wasn't the best place to be raising a couple of kids, uh, they went ahead and moved to the small town of Massachusetts. What an amazing origin story. Yeah, and, and he still looks, says, you know, that really didn't have a lot to do with his upbringing, uh, or at least his view on things. I find that hard to believe Me if too. you've watched any of his movies. So, looking back, you can kind of see that influence his interests, even though he might not admit it, but before forming White Zombie, he started working in the world of television, Nick, as a 
a production assistant on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Mm-hmm. And through that gig, uh, th- though it didn't last long, he started White Zombie and formed that while the band was creating some interesting music. The commercial success didn't really happen until later in the end of the band's existence. Rob decided to go solo, and the rest is history. In 2000, he started working on his other love, film. House of a Thousand Corpses took almost three years to get to theaters. No one wanted to distribute the movie. Uh, so Zombie had to go back and do some reshoots and tame down some of the gore uh, that was in that movie just a little bit. Lionsgate picked it up and the critics hated it. But fans loved the movie and since it's created a cult following. He followed that up with Devil's Reject to finish the Firefly trilogy with Three from Hell in 2019. Now, Rob has managed to direct almost 10 movies while still putting out multiple albums. That kind of creativity and work ethic is hard to find and he attributes a lot of that to not wasting his time with substances or alcohol. It isn't drink or do drugs and he just finds a way to put that creative element to use. Not something everybody can do. Now, uh, Zombie's also an ethical vegan and houses rescued farm animals at his Connecticut property. He owns with his wife, Sherry Moon. He's all a supporter of PETA and has thanked, been thanked by the organization for his realistic portrayal of link between adolescent animal abuse and psychopathy in his remake of <laughs> Halloween, Nick. <laughs> uh, which is uh, probably an accurate uh, and understated thing that really happens in, in real life. But uh, I'm a fan of his music and I do, for the most part, like some of the movies. Uh, though I'm not going <laughs> to sit here and say I love everything that rob does and that's okay and he just doesn't really care if i do or don't and that's one of the reasons i love the guy so much yeah uh well, well he does seem to be hung up on the halloween stuff right now uh his the people uh, attacking his movies that appears to be taking over his social media as of late but i will say this yes he has not batted a thousand when it comes to movies for me as well but uh, i will say that devil's rejects and house of a thousand corpses are two very good movies that i enjoy very much yeah now uh i can find flaws in his other work I also liked the first Halloween very much as well. Not so yeah. much Halloween too, but I, I I am certainly a uh, in awe of his talent. There's there's very few people on this earth that can put out as much creative material as Rob Zombie has done and done so at a high level. And so for that alone, he deserves credit. Whether everything is successful or not is another characterization altogether. But and an unfair one as well. Uh, as long as you're putting art into the world and you're happy with it, that should be the endgame as far as people are concerned and i think for the most part with rob's case it is i know he works hard on all this stuff but it is certainly a credit to the man and he we've talked to him several times great dude as far as we're concerned yeah i've got nothing bad to say about him i quite frankly i'm just surprised it took this long for him to get into the beard of badass hall of fame to be perfectly honest yeah you know you're right it uh it took a while but uh halloween day perfect time you're right about that morning after with nick and big j coming up some important stuff let's not forget we're also going to go to hell on halloween <laughs> with Nick and Big J. Well, Big J, a huge scientific breakthrough last week that could cure something that man has been chasing down for the past, I don't know, 80 plus years. Whenever we had invented toupees and wigs, I'm talking about hair loss, Big J. Oh! But the question is, I wonder if it really has solved it. And I'll tell you why in a second. Okay. Because at Yokohama National University over in Japan, They were able to have a major scientific breakthrough where they were able to generate hair follicles from nothing. And that is a huge breakthrough for those who suffer hair loss. Now, here's the problem. In order to make this happen, researchers had to use embryonic cells from rodents in order to create the follicles. They could not do it with human embryos, so they had to do it with rodent embryonic cells. 
They were able to increase the probability of hair formation from less than 1%, which is about 1 out of 300 cell aggregates, which is what happens when you actually start to lose your hair and go bald, to almost 100%. So they are guaranteeing hair growth at this particular point using this breakthrough technology. Now the question becomes, do you want rodent hair? Because that's essentially what it will be. They say it is thicker, it's more coarse, but it is actual hair. Let me just respond by saying this. Pickle Rick! What does that mean? Well, that whole episode, he pretty much takes rats and creates an exoskeleton to use. Yeah, and it worked for him. <laughs> so, yeah, you're going to have rat hair. Ugh. But you have rodent hair, essentially, where your normal hair will be. Now, so the question becomes, is rodent hair better than no hair at all? I don't know. You'd have to... I guess that's something you'd have to feel. You know, <laughs> like on your own body. Yes. Like that is... That's a real... Uh, that Yeah, that's a real doozy. I, I know it's easy for me to say because I haven't had a problem with hair loss or baldness, but that's always been something that has really piqued my curiosity. Why we have been so obsessed with it. Why you just can't let things happen and if you go bald you go bald or if you start to go bald you just bick it man you know i mean yeah. i know not everybody looks good completely bald that i understand but i can tell you this almost 100 percent of the time nobody looks good with toupees or fake hair yeah yeah especially and i'm when sorry it's if obvious. i'm insulting you yes but usually it is and that's part of the problem but like i mean i don't know why it is such a thing but we are a vain society and so i understand you looking as quick good as possible and i suppose if you have you know if it's 100 percent hair and it's real and it's actually working maybe you can make it look like it's okay but i believe Again, I think that's what most people are going to have a problem with. There, There is a certain hurdle that you have to get over where you go, okay, I'm going bald. Do I want to fix that with rodent hair? And I don't think people can cross that mental bridge is what I'm saying until we perfect some other way of doing it. Or, I mean, I think it's, I think it's, it, it looks probably, it has to look better than hair plugs, right? Because that also looks like a doll's head and it doesn't look real either. And so it's a whole situation where it's like we have this weird thing where we can't, like, just go bald or have nature take its course. It has to be something else. Yeah, just wear a hat. I do. That's what I do, and I have hair. Do it. That's why I knew, I know if you would go bald, it wouldn't matter. No, it, it wouldn't would, matter. It wouldn't. But I, I felt that way long before I wore a hat every day. It was just one of those deals where it was like, hey, man, if it happens, it happens. I'm okay with it. You, for a while, were self-conscious about a little spot going back there, but you're no, okay well, with that's it now, right? Yeah, I mean, why'd you have to bring it up? Well... I mean, because we're talking about baldness. Because I had such a great head of hair. Yeah. And then to see this spot, and it had been brewing for a long time. Now you're touching it. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you self-conscious. And, and I'm going to put some rat hair there. I think it looks good. Your hair looks good. I, it's not noticeable. You're all right. Yeah, I'm going to put some rat hair there now. Just saying, we get all hung up on this stuff, and it's very strange to me. But listen, I suppose yeah, if I'll you... Yeah, I'll wear a hat too, though. Uh, there you go. Perfect. Big J, for some reason, the Houston Astros can't stop cheating. The, uh, their catcher, Martin Maldonado, reportedly used an illegal bat during Game 1 of the World Series Dude. against the Philadelphia yeah, Phillies really? on Friday. Uh, during Game 2 of the broadcast, Tom Verducci broke the news that he was using a different bat today than in Game 2. Now, uh, I guess, here's the weird thing. 
It's a whole Major League Baseball thing. So basically, Martin Maldonado was very good friends with Albert Pujols, right? So Albert Pujols gave him a bat to use in the World Series that he had been using during the season. And so Martin, as a tribute to his friend Albert, decided to use that bat in Game 1. This is a story that we're getting. Now, here's what we found out. That the, the bat barrel, which was over the maximum limit that uh, Major League Baseball has allowed since 2010 and 2011 is why he's in trouble. It's bigger than they allow it to be. But Albert Pujols is allowed to use this bat because he's been grandfathered in to use this bat before the rule took place. What? So technically, Albert Pujols has been using an illegal well, bat for almost 11 years. Why should they be grandfathered in? That is a great question. I don't Who know made why. That decision? Major League Baseball, apparently. What a so, bunch of idiots. It's weird that this is what happened. I don't. Again, if you want to call it cheating, then Albert Pujols has been cheating for yeah. the last 12 yeah, years. Yeah, that's not cheating clearly. It's okay with Major League Baseball, if but that they did not used. want him to. Like they're not, they're not like discounting any of his stats. They're just saying, hey, you can't use that bat again. Albert Pujols is the only one allowed to use that bat, which is a weird rule to begin with. That's... As we go, and this is one of the many, many problems with Major League Baseball. But it is weird, and this is just another thing that people jump on the fact that the Astros can't stop cheating. So there's that. Uh, we had some football games yesterday. Big J, what was your favorite game of the day yesterday? Uh, oh, man, <laughs> Tennessee Titans. I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, obviously, I'm happy about the Niners have found, you know, the way to use Christian McCaffrey because he was awesome uh, in that in that game. And so uh, they looked on point playing the Rams. So I'm happy about that. But um, I, I enjoyed uh, quite a bit of the, the Tennessee Titans game because I got Derrick Henry. Oh, I so. see. Oh, so just because of fantasy yeah, reasons, it was fun. But I mean, I mean, that game was tough to watch, but congratulations on your fantasy team. It was great for me to watch. Uh, and so uh, the uh, the Seahawks-Giants game ended up being pretty fun. The Bills-Packers game last night was all right if you're a Bills fan. Uh, there were some good games yesterday, one that went into overtime, the Falcons and Panthers, which the Falcons won. I don't know if I call that a good game, however, although it was a great last two minutes, I'll tell you that. Uh, that football game for sure. That was exciting and fun to watch. Uh, we haven't talked about it yet, but the Saints actually shut out the Raiders yesterday. Not a lot of shutouts happened in the NFL, and the Saints were able to pull one off yesterday, uh, twenty-four to nothing against the Vegas Raiders. And the Raiders are lost to say the least. It's just not not been a good good year. Bengals Browns tonight on Monday Night Football. If you'd like to watch it, and there has been some fallout, Big J, with Henry Cavill returning to the DCU. That is, he will not he will no longer be part of the Witcher after season three. He made the announcement over the weekend on his social media that uh, basically what's happening is they need him for a bunch of projects and so he no longer will be in The Witcher. Ian, Liam Hensworth is taking over for the role of Geralt of Rivia. That's what's going to happen. So basically I think for you and me, Big J, The Witcher ends at season three is what I'm gathering. Listen, I haven't watched uh, season oh, two. Oh, get yet. out of here. Really? No, How come? No. Uh, it's I, yeah, I asked myself that question, and I'm like, uh, I, I've got some sort of issue or problem uh, sitting down watching a whole series by myself. Okay. I, and and I just I find I ended up watching well, something else. Well, doesn't the daughter and, love this stuff? Yeah, but we're, first of all, we're She's in happy houses, to watch it by herself, and, and so she's gone. And I don't even know, is she is she's watching us? She, like, refused to watch the last episode of the first season. That's weird. Yes, it is weird, because she's a weirdo. I love her to death, but, and then, um, so we just never get a chance to watch together. But I will say she this. She would binge it all at once yeah, if she could. and that's what I did. I, 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 I tried to watch the first season once, and it was too much of a time jump for for me and I was like I'm out after four episodes I couldn't do it and then I sat down and powered through it again and it was a lot easier to watch the second time around and then I watched the second season which I found very very good so I think it's a good yeah. show I'm excited for season three but I don't think I want to go along for this ride if Henry Cavill isn't involved 
I mean, no offense to Liam Hensworth, I got no problem with him, but it's just like, that's the reason, while I enjoyed the video games, Henry Cavill was the reason I watched the show. Yes. And, uh, and that's the reason why I enjoy it, and I don't know if I would care about the further adventures of if he's not involved. Plus, the reasons for him not being there, I'm okay with. Also true. <laughs> Mor- right. Morning After with Naked Big J, there's your first round of important stuff for this particular hour. <laughs> Oh, man, we're going to hell. Rotten hell, you worthless maggot. The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. To Florida we go for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. And no matter what you say, no matter what you think, nobody's handing out licenses to carry meth. Do you understand what I'm saying, Big J? Oh, yeah. And so when a Florida man was arrested for meth possession... He told sheriff's deputies that he was, quote, allowed to carry methamphetamine and that, you know what? You guys should do your jobs and contact the FBI because they'll back up my claim. I can use this stuff and I can have it. I have a license. Oh. And they're like, hang on a second. What? And they're like, yeah, yeah, for medical reasons. I I, I need my meth. You understand. Like, no, no, we don't. What does that treat? (laughs) That's a good question. Like you got... Too many teeth, and you need to get rid of some? <laughs> you sleep way too much, you need to be up for six days in a row? Your, I don't know. Your skin is too nice, and it needs to be messed up some? <laughs> I don't know if they got into his symptoms, nor what it actually is supposedly is supposed to treat, but it should be noted that neither the federal government nor any kind of local law enforcement agencies issue permits to carry meth, Big J. It's just not on their dockets. Deputies were able to spot 50-year-old Robert Lawson uh, just hanging out in the woods. Never a good sign, by the way. You ever see anybody just kind of hanging around in the woods? Uh, avoid them at all costs. <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. No good story ever began with, you know what happened, dude? I was just some dude hanging out in the woods, and I ran up on him. Now we're the best friends. What? So he ended up giving them permission to search him and uh, and his bags, and that's when they found a used syringe and a crystal substance that tested positive for meth. And despite his insistence that he has the license to carry the drug, he still was placed under arrest and charged with possession. So uh, the the police did admit that they did not even bother with a phone call to the FBI. But that does pose the question, man, what if he's right? What if he's not crazy? No, what if the FBI has actually issued him a license to carry meth? I, I'm, bet, I'm betting they haven't. Well, right. But, I mean, one would say that, you know, I don't think there's such a thing as a license to kill. But if you watch the James Bond movies, guess what happened? He's got one, man. Yeah. It's cool for him to do that, where it wouldn't be cool for any of us to do it. He's no James Bond, though. Well, that's not fair. You don't know the man. Maybe James Bond's hanging out in the woods somewhere. We don't know. But if... I mean, you got me there. If the FBI... <laughs> Touche. If the FBI is involved in this, I would be shocked with a capital S. I don't think they are. But uh, with his luck, maybe he's got to get out of jail free card, too, and all this would just blow over. And he'll just have to call in his favors. Go, listen, man, I got pop for meth again. Give me out. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, take care of this. Let's go. Tell him I got this I'm license. out of the street, suckers. <laughs> I mean, no. It's like that Tom Cruise scene. You'll never prosecute. You'll never do it. So uh, he is in jail. He is in trouble. Meth is illegal for now until the end of time. And so that is something that he is dealing with. So there is, as far as we are aware, no government agency, local or otherwise, that will give you a license to carry meth. Because, Big J, if we're being honest, when is the time you should do meth? Never. Not, Not even once. once. Not even once, you guys. 
I think that was an advertising <laughs> thing for like six months, and that stuck with us. And now we say it every time yeah. we talk about Met. It's Not true. even one. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rocks. Here's some Lincoln Park for you on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And it probably shouldn't surprise you, Big J, that today is officially the day that everybody says they start to eat like crap for the next couple of months. You understand? Oh, yeah. Uh, It is Halloween. Yeah, the candy kind of kicks things off. Mostly people blame it on... The leftover trick-or-treat candy. Now, uh, you do you guys have a lot of leftovers year to year? Um, no, not really. Not really. Is it because word has spread that you give out full-size candy bars? At no, we just don't get as much candy as we used to. Ah, smart. You've learned your lesson over the years. Yes. But uh, do you find yourself digging into the trick-or-treat candy a little bit now that you don't have kids that you can confiscate their candy and teach them about taxes anymore? Do you do you grab yourself <laughs> a Mr. Good Bar? Uh, yeah, last year I did. This year I will not be. Because of the diabetes, Yeah, huh? the diabetes. You've decided that you need to impose some self-control and yeah, stay away not, from the chocolate. not worth it. Uh, that is a very smart move. Apparently, a lot of people aren't joining you in that particular side of things, as Halloween is usually the time of year that people, you know, get into it. And then we, we segue right into Thanksgiving, which, of course, is a holiday in which we gorge ourselves as well. And so between the the massive amount of foods for Thanksgiving, for Halloween, and then you factor in th- th- uh, Christmas as well, which usually has a lot to do with food. Next thing you know, we start to put on some LBs for the winter months around this time of year. But that has not ruined our ideal outlook for ourselves because a majority of Americans, 51%, say, you know what? After this winter, we're getting into our pre-pandemic bodies again because everybody's put on some weight since the pandemic, you know, laying around the house. They don't feel good about it. And so they believe that now's the time they're going to get themselves into shape. Now, history proves them wrong, but I don't say that there's a bad thing with that positive outlook, you know? Right. Nothing wrong with saying, you know what, after this particular stretch, I'm going to get myself in shape. But I look at it a lot like New Year's resolutions, whereas there's nothing wrong inherently with the idea of a resolution. But the reason why most of them fail is because if you really wanted to do something, you shouldn't need a particular reason to do it. You know what I mean? It should just be something that you can do any particular time. If you say, I want to watch this television show, you can do that. You don't need to be right. like, my New Year's resolution is to watch The Witcher. Nobody believes that. It doesn't. You don't need a particular calendar to change in order to motivate you to do something. It's just another way for us to put something off until we have it. what we feel is a valid reason. And then we're shocked when that valid reason doesn't stick. Because it's something that we just invented out of thin air. And there's really no motivation to do it. So... Listen, man, if you want to get back to your pre-pandemic body or better, fantastic. Do whatever you want to. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying maybe if you say, hey, listen, the second I start gorging myself on Halloween candy and then Thanksgiving and then Christmas, I'm going to get all fat. And then I'm like, it's probably not going to work out for you. If you're if you're saying I'm going to eat for the next two and a half months like a (laughs) like somebody that's starving and then going to get things back in shape. That's probably not a bad plan. That's probably a bad plan. Yeah. And you've reached a wrong thing. But listen, man, have fun during the holidays. Halloween's supposed to be a fun time. Enjoy yourself. And then if you want to get healthy in the new year, that's up to you. But you don't have to splurge if you don't want to. Just because it's Halloween doesn't mean you have to throw 17 candy bars down your gullet, right? Right. You can make the decision to actually do that if you want to. Like Big J, look at him. What are you going to eat instead, Big J? What's on the menu for Halloween? Uh, nothing. See? He's going to starve himself. 
He's not going to eat a thing today. Well, I'll probably eat something. Oh, well, I, yeah. That's what I mean. Candy. No, of course not. But what is it going to be? Do you know? Probably meat. All right. That's safe. Meat a ween? Is that what it's going to be for you? Some summer sausage. Morning after with Kim and Jay. Hand out summer sausage to the kids. See how that goes. <laughs> There's your food update coming up in a few minutes. We got your important stuff plus your pop culture smackdown. <laughs> After with Nick and Big J. Well, Big J, it is official. Elon Musk has taken over Twitter, and it's gone kind of how people thought it would go, which is Elon Musk, the second he took over, kind of blew out everybody that was in charge and has kind of made it a place uh, where he, I guess, if you want to call it, a platform for free speech. But basically, all that's meant is uh, people have been using slurs a lot more often on Twitter than they have in the last couple of years. In fact, Big J, in the last 24 hours, uh, the use of slurs on Twitter increased 500%. So way to go. Yeah, here's the thing. Not all those are real. That's Not the... all of those are real. No, no, no. They're not all real accounts. Oh, 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 oh. Well, I it's thought so... he wanted to control the box. Yeah, right. Yeah, he well, here's get... the problem. That's why he didn't want to buy Twitter. Uh, well, he had. Well, he did, and it's done. And the, the 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 problem is that when you take out all the regulations, which is what he's done, the bad things happen. Yeah. And that's what's going on. So you have may have noticed an influx of people leaving Twitter, and that's fine whether you want to or not. But when you have removed basically all the director and head of communications and the moderations and moderators that were involved in it. That's what goes on. And I'm not, well, listen, you can argue whether or not the free speech was a problem on Twitter before. I'm not sure it's an argument you would win, but you could have that argument. But if your problem with Twitter was there weren't enough slurs and racial things happening on there, then I don't know where you want to go. And I don't think I want to know you personally. If you're like, I can't say what I want to say, my stuff, my slurs aren't allowed on Twitter, I, I don't know what to tell you, dude. Like, maybe improve your vocabulary a little bit, or, you know, have some love in your heart. I'm not sure what happens, but the point is, there's much more of it now on Twitter. Now, Musk has stated, uh, since he has taken over the social media platform, that he wants to moderate going forward, but he hasn't released any kind of plans as to what those are, so right now it's kind of a free-for-all. And he said that uh, Twitter will be forming a constant moderation council with widely diverse viewpoints. But what that means is very much unclear. That's just a lot of, you know, power words basically in one sentence saying, we're going to clean it up. We just don't know exactly how yet or with whom. But the former head of communications, who arguably has some sort of, you know, dog in this race, who no longer is employed by Twitter, obviously, says that, you know, if you look at it currently, it's not working. It's also not working at Facebook. And when you have somebody that is there, you know, as a counsel to decide whether or not this thing is good or bad, that's when you start worrying and talking about how you know, time comes into things. Like, you know, if you have a council, four or five people have to decide if this is okay or not. And when you when things move in real time, like Twitter does, it's like, how do you work in that particular way with a communication platform that moves at the speed of Twitter? Yeah, I mean, here's the problem, is that with all of these social media platforms that... Um, <laughs> It's too easy to manipulate with for people who know how to do it and are willing to do it and have a reason to do it in order to get some to, for some sort of agenda. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. So misinformation uh, it, is very easy to spread in today's day. Not just misinformation. I'm going to call it straight up propaganda. And there's all kinds of 
people who uh, want to affect some sort of thing and in the in between is uh, us regular people that that know most of us aren't racist and use racial slurs and etc and then at the same time there's some of us that really feel like free speech is sometimes um under attack and then and then you have those people who are trying to use that to their advantage and it's just uh god it's a damn mess thanks to the internet yeah no it's it's an awful place to be and uh social media full stop is a bad thing i think and it ain't getting any better and i'm not sure you can fix it uh i can guarantee you that uh the person in charge currently isn't going to fix it and so it's just one of those deals where it's like you can go on there if you want, and it's all about who you follow and what goes on and the kind of strands that you get into. But it is, man, it could be a yeah. dark place if you want it to be a dark place. It could be a happy place if you want it to be a happy place. The problem is I don't think there's enough people that want it to be a happy place, and that becomes a real issue. And also, don't forget, uh, not a lot of money involved in happy places. It's the bad things, it's the clicks, it's the eyeballs that generate the revenue, and usually it's the bad stuff that caused that kind of thing. And yeah. that's the kind of society that we've created, and that is the underlying problem. And you ain't fixing that on social media, I promise. You're just going to fuel the fire that way. Bill Belichick won his 325th game as a head coach, placing him as the second winningest head coach in NFL history. Big J, who's number one? Uh, in, in NFL? Yes. The most, the, who has the most wins in NFL history as a head coach? Uh, I'm going to say, oh, no. Um, God, now I can't. The former coach of the Miami Dolphins. Oh, yeah, you're right. You I just can't remember his name. Little Donnie Shula. Don Shula. About yeah. five foot one out there coaching up some guys. Bilicek is uh, 22 wins behind Shula for the winningest head coach. He's going to need a couple seasons to pull that off. Uh, as far as wins go, it was the Broncos, Falcons, Cowboys, Dolphins, Vikings, Saints, Patriots, Eagles, Titans, Commanders, 49ers, Seahawks, and Bills yesterday. We've got Bengals and Browns on Monday Night Football, another game in the World Series with that tied up at one game apiece tonight as well. And it looks like we're going to get more WandaVision fun, but just not WandaVision. This time they're going to work with Vision, uh, and they're going to make a series called Vision Quest, Big J. The series is expected to follow Paul Bettany's Vision character as he tries to regain his memory and humanity. Last time we saw Vision, of course, was in WandaVision when he took off, Big J. When he was white vision, and off he went. Goodbye, and that's the last time we saw him. <laughs> we'll never see him again. Well, we'll see him in Vision Quest, apparently, which is another series headed to Disney Plus as they continue to expand things on that platform as well. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Yeah, and uh, man, we got a sold out show tomorrow night at the Rev Center. How about some of this? How about some My Prevail and Pierce the Veil? We'll get you set up with that if you can beat me at Pop Culture Smackdown. 208-287-1003. You just heard the Muse song, You Make Me Feel Like It's Halloween. And guess what? It's Halloween trivia today for Pop Culture Smackdown. Yeah, yeah. We're focusing on Halloween and popular culture mashed together in like some sort of weird spooky goulash. And you have to get it correct in order to go to the show tomorrow night, which is sold out and we think you want to go. So... If you want to play, 208-287-1003. But boy, howdy, you better know your Halloween trivia because I'm not pulling any punches today. You understand? I'm not pulling any with you either, Big Okay. I've had enough to hear. Everybody ready? Yeah. Hello, the X. Morning. Good morning, sir. What's your name? Austin. Austin, you're up first. Austin, what was unique about the movie Halloween 3, the third movie in the Halloween franchise? Was it 
in 3D? Was it that Michael Myers did not appear in the movie at all, or that it was a silent film? Uh, Michael Myers did not appear in the film at all. That is correct. Almost like Halloween Kills. Big J! Which character do the Peanuts pals Linus and Charlie Brown wait for on Halloween? Matter of fact, it's the name of the Peanuts Halloween special that airs yeah, every oh, single I, year. I, I love that show. It's a cartoon and it's not a show. I'm going to go with... Um, <laughs> um, God, I, Lucy. They're waiting for Lucy. Wrong. No. I was just trying to remember one of the other names. Uh, it's not even a, really a Peanuts character per se. As is so much as it's a special character that's supposed to come on Halloween. Uh, Austin, that means you won. Do you happen to know the answer? I do not. No, of course nobody does. Of course they. Come on, like people, three people. The Great Pumpkin. It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Right. Like the name of the yeah. Halloween special that airs every single year. You think three people? For like ninety-year-olds have heard the Great Pumpkin. It's still on. It's streaming now, of course, but it's still there. Congratulations, Austin. You've got I Prevail tickets and sold out show. Hang on one second. We'll make sure you're good to go. Is there a streaming service for, like, old people? Because uh, it's there. Uh, no, I'm trying to think. I think it's on Paramount Plus, which um, checks out because both of us have it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your pop culture Halloween theme. Didn't even get to the top costume for dogs on Halloween, Big J. What do you think that was? My God, I have no idea. It's a pumpkin. Right. Which makes sense when you think about it. Pumpkins. I didn't even get to ask you what comedian inspired Jordan Peele to write Get Out. Do you know the answer to that one? No. Eddie Murphy. Right. Come on, man. I didn't even get to ask you what Rotten Tomatoes' list of the scariest horror movie ever was number one. Do you know that one? Uh, Night of the Living Dead? No. No. Wrong. The Exorcist. Right. Oh, yes. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't have gotten any of those. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> the Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will do some headlines. They're happening next on the X Rocks. <laughs> headlines are as follows, Big J. That's not water, sir. Yum, yum, and head on a swivel. That's not water. Hong Kong Customs sees two tons of liquid methamphetamine, Big J, in the city's ever meth bust. The biggest ever meth bust, I should say, on Saturday. The drugs, which were seized, uh, had been concealed in bottles laid as coconut water in a cargo shipment that arrived in Hong Kong by sea, according to the government. It's estimated to be worth about $140 million per the AP. They found that 1,800 bottles of the total of these 7,700 bottles contain liquid meth, so they did a good job kind of disguising it among real water. The bust is the largest on record among meth cases in terms of the amount and the market value. Authorities are still investigating the case. No arrests have been made. But now, liquid meth, Big J. Mm. Look at that. I imagine you don't drink it like the water, right? Yeah, I would hope not. Like, you have to, like, per, I don't know, process it in some way, shape, or but form. But I'm not going to even try it once. How many times? Once. <laughs> we try to set a record for how many times we can work that into yeah. a show. Pretty good. Not even once, guys. Yum, yum, or head on a swivel? Yum, yum. Uh, you know, Halloween is all about candy, Big J. I don't have to tell you that. Not but right. apparently it's also about pizza. Because uh, Super Bowl Sunday always been the number one pizza delivery day. But year in, year out, the number two most popular pizza delivery day is Halloween, which is crazy. Uh, it, it's nuts, but according to pretty much everybody, it's because everybody's got other things going on tonight. You know, the kids are out trick-or-treating. You've got to take the kids out or you got to give out candy, so you got to kind of be always on your toes. And so the last thing you want to worry about is cooking. So what do you do, Big J? You order in pizza. 
37.5% of American households are going to order pizza. That compared to 39.7% for Halloween, which means, er, for uh, Super Bowl, which means it's not that even far behind Super Bowl Sunday, which is crazy when you think about it. So expect your pizza orders to take longer tonight. Expect everybody to be really busy. And or maybe because this is happening, you think of an alternative tonight. And I just gave you a heads up so that your dinner doesn't take an hour and a half to get there. Thanks, Nick and Big J. Yeah, thanks, us. You're welcome. We're happy to help you. Save you some time. So, Big J, if you were thinking about pizza tonight, maybe think about something else. Especially considering you're going to be out on the porch all night. Handing out candy. I'm right. You got to figure out something that's mobile and portable and all that kind of stuff. Pizza works in that particular scenario, but you might have to wait longer than you'd think. Wrap it up with head on a swivel. The Carroll County Sheriff's Office in Indiana has confirmed yesterday that they have a male kangaroo on the loose and they don't know where it is. It was a pet, apparently, and it had gone missing near the town of Patton. Police and animal control are on the lookout, as are residents of the town. The kangaroo was last seen swimming in Lake Freeman, like, you know, kangaroos are prone to do. Apparently, three guys tried to get him out of the water, but it basically beat the living crap out of them. Because kangaroos are not very friendly, Big J, and they will actually kick your ass if given the opportunity. Yeah, why would you want to mess around with a kangaroo? I don't know. Well, they probably wanted to get it out of the lake and save it because it's a pet. The pet owner also owns a female and a baby kangaroo. They do have permits for the animals, reportedly take good care of them all, but apparently this one got loose, and now it doesn't want to be captured. So, I don't know what you use to capture a kangaroo, male or otherwise. But I do know if you get close to them, they'll get kicky, Big J, so watch out. You do not want your ass kicked by a kangaroo that much, I can tell now, you. Now, uh, when they, when my daughter Mason was in Australia, they got to get up close personal with the kangaroo. They didn't punch him at all. Yeah, no, I imagine that there are probably some very friendly kangaroos. But my guess also is uh, she didn't encounter that kangaroo in the wild, correct? No. Yeah. It wasn't like, let's go up on this kangaroo and see what's going on. That's the thing. Like, this kangaroo knows it's free, doesn't want to get caught, and is like, come on, I'll take on all comers. Who wants a piece of me? So watch out. And then screaming freedom in kangaroo accent. Tell you what, put that kangaroo on TV if that happens. Oh, what would a kangaroo accent be? I don't know. Did you want to say Australian music? I don't know what they sound like. (laughs) Kangaroo accent. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There are your headlines. You're up to date on all the things. Morning After with Nick and Big J. It is that time of year again where it's time to give back to the community. So it is an honor and privilege to welcome back into the studio Craig Bruneo from Point S. How are you, sir? I am well, and thank you both for letting me come and uh, visit with you and hang out with you a little bit this morning. It's always yeah. our pleasure to welcome you in this time of year because uh, it's a yearly tradition for Coach for Kids. Year number, what is this, sir? I think we're on 16 now. Wow. Which is incredible. Yeah, it's been a long time, and, and it's been good. It's been good. And so just to kind of refresh and remind everybody, what we do is we collect used coats uh, from small children all the way up to adult sizes, uh, uh, even very large sizes. We collect all these coats. All we want you to do is go look in your closet, uh, see the things you don't wear anymore, the kids have outgrown. Drop them off. We've got a big box, a big clean box in the showroom of each of our Point S tire stores. And then we have major arrangements and, arrangements and relationships, really, with schools right here in our community. And we take them to those schools. Those schools then disperse them because they know the kids that are 
coming to school maybe without a good warm coat or don't have a proper attire. Things might be a little tough at home. And so it's been a really good thing, and we just continue to do it. It's one of my favorite things about Coach for Kids is that you have done a really good job eliminating the middleman. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no like, you know, we, we take them there, we put them somewhere, and then kids kind of come and get them. They go directly to the source as quickly as possible to make sure these kids have these coats in time for winter when it's the most coldest around here in the Treasure Valley. Oh, yeah, and, you know, it's been getting cold, a little yes. chilly this morning. Yes. So we've uh, we've been uh, working out, and it's amazing how our community really steps forward. We don't really do much. We've just been a, ca- a place where you can make it happen. And we it's amazing the uh, support we get and how many coats continue to flow in and go out and get used. So it's really a good thing. Well, I think it's great because there are so many Point S locations and being able to have all those together and just as a place to go and take them. I mean, we all need to get tires and stuff done. So it's just makes sense to be able to be a great place to collect that stuff and then and then distribute that. It was a great idea. Well, you. thank you. And we've been doing it now all over the state. We do it in northern Idaho and right here. And, and, the, and like in Caldwell, the coats go to Caldwell. And we've got a new store over on Broadway. And so we've got some uh, relationships uh, we're building over there and uh, we just really think it's been good and, and we're glad to participate and be a part of it we're going to do it uh, just through the first three month, three uh, weeks of November until Thanksgiving basically and so it's important to remember get it done and do it before you forget and uh, then these kids have been run around without coats yeah so. exactly and the beauty I mean listen I- I'm sure you're not going to turn them away if people want to drop off new coats but the wonderful thing about this is you know if you have used coats just go through your closets kids outgrow stuff all the time and so having a place you can go with this to make sure other kids don't go without is really really nice do you have a number as to how many kids coats you've collected over the years i know it's a lot i'm well, sure it's, it's about uh, ten thousand a year <sighs> times Man. 16 i can't 160,000 that's there a lot go. of coats it's a lot of coats guys <laughs> so do yourselves a favor go through your closets find stuff for the kids and drop it off at a point s near you uh how many locations around the treasure valley these well, days 13 here in the state should be a location very near every one of your listeners there's one right down the street from the station and so i go, know they can go to brunilpoints.com and they can find a location if they're not sure beautiful Perfect. it's a wonderful thing that you do every year craig thank you for coming in and spreading the word we appreciate it sir thank you for having me appreciate you guys so far i'm not impressed on the morning after with nick and big j and bad impressions brought to you by the idaho center pre-owned superstore treasure valley subaru and we got tickets for you vip passes to the lounge at the end of the universe uh, over the weekend that uh, halloween bash it looked like it was pretty fun uh you could uh, take part in something like that maybe this upcoming weekend it's all up to you uh you get these tickets if you figure out bad impressions yeah you can use them whenever you want just vip upgrades to anything you want to go to at the lounge it's pretty nice upgrade me carte blanche 208-287-1003 that is our phone number if you'd like to play a little game called bad impressions it works like this three clues is what you get for somebody that is pretty famous according to big j if you can figure out who that famous person is in three clues or less these tickets are yours big j how many clues today uh probably all three. Oh, says it's a challenge today let's see how it goes hello the x hello good morning hi what's your name please uh it's ronnie all right ronnie you're up first good luck i won an oscar for playing aaron brockovich uh, Julia Roberts. There you go. Hey, That's, look at this. I should have said we should have specified like if it's a lady 
Oh, that we'll seems one question. sexist to me. Good job, Ronnie. Congratulations. You are got VIP tickets to go check out Lounge at the End of the Universe. What's two and three clues? Uh, I've had the chance to play in some thrillers like The Pelican Brief, Flatliners, and Ocean's Eleven. And I'm uh, most well known for romantic comedies like Pretty Woman and Notting Hill. I will take uh, cause with that because I don't think she was in Ocean's Eleven. She was. She was in Ocean's uh, 12 or 13, one of the no, two. She was in Ocean's 11. Uh, what is? What was uh, Julia Robertson news for? Uh, this is interesting. You can file this away for some pop culture smackdown question later down the road. That uh, late civil rights leader Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, is the person who helped pay the hospital bill for her birth, Nick. Really? Yes. So uh, Julia, Julia's parents were uh, short of cash at the time, and uh, I guess they were friends of the, uh, the Kings, and uh, they paid for the, the birth to help them out of a jam. Wow! Did they go into detail as how that relationship started or why? That uh, was no, thing? no, it, it hasn't really. But uh, we might uh, find out more. She was, um, you know, Julia's parents operated an Atlanta theater and drama school in the mid '60s, and it was the area's only integrated drama school. So that's part of it, right well, there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, very good, very nice, and awesome that uh, the Kings did that to help out the Roberts family. Pretty cool. Well done all the way around. Eric not involved in any way, shape, or form. They weren't allowed? He was around before Julia, right? Oh, yeah. I don't know about that part. Uh, they, maybe they're just not connected. A little bit later on in the, in the story. He morning is older. At, you're right, though. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We'll go ahead and wrap up the show. That's happening next on the X Rocks. Chili Peppers, tip of my tongue, wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J. Thank you for hanging out with us. Special thank you to Craig Bruniel for popping by, talking about Coach for Kids, a really cool charity thing that goes on all the way through Thanksgiving. You can pop into any point as Tire Center and drop off used coats uh, for kids or for adults. Doesn't matter. They'll take any coats you can drop off, and they will give them to make sure that the kids in the area in which they're donated actually get those jackets. They got a great relationship with the dry cleaner here in town. They clean them all, make sure they're all set and good to go for these kids and it's pretty awesome what they've done for the last 16 years and we are happy to be on board with that also had a chance to give away some uh, i prevail sold out tickets we'll have one more pair tomorrow uh because tomorrow is the show of course at the rev center we are very excited for that as i hope you are as well and that leaves you with the floor big j yeah uh also a little note uh the powerball tonight a uh, billion dollars nick you gonna oh buy a God. ticket no no i don't think i've ever bought a powerball Jeez, ticket what's up with that it's crazy uh well i know uh i have definitely never won one and i've never bought one so i feel like i've come out on top somehow i felt like i've saved myself hundreds of dollars in that particular excursion it's three bucks dude uh, yeah but i mean if you dollars. do it if you do it over the, the amount of time and never win anything then uh, i see you save yourself some money long i don't really i've done scratch offs from time to time i'm not much of a powerball lottery draw quick five thing guy I've never been. Well, I won't let that uh, sway me in giving you money when I win. That's technically so. part of it, I think, too, because if you win, I win, too. So really, it's like I'm playing now every time. Now you get nothing. <laughs> You're getting nothing now. Which was my plan all along. You SOB. Keep your money is all I ever ask of you. I do not want your money if you win the lottery. I know that sounds weird to say, but I really do believe that with all of my heart. I would be so happy for you if you won, but I do not want to win uh, because you have won. That's all I'm trying to say. Uh, but uh, have a happy Halloween, everybody. Stay safe, trick-or-treat it up tonight. Bundle up the kids, have yourself a good time, and enjoy the full-size candy bars at Big J's house tonight. Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's it for us. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Jason Drew's up next. Have a good one. It's EX Rocks.
The Morning After podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, idahoadvocates.com.